the market has shifted, we are seeing more and more price reductions on homes, um, which means we're seeing more and more overpriced listings in the market. What I want to do is I want to talk today in today's podcast about what do we do with overpriced listings? One from a seller's agent. How do we help our seller understand this um, and, and actually get a price reduction? And two, how do we do that on the buyer's agent side? If we want to, we're representing the buyer, we want to buy the house, but we know it's overpriced. How do we communicate that without being an asshole? That's what I want to talk about today. For sure. And and so there's two parts to that, right? We actually use different words when talking with buyers and sellers. Because when we're talking with buyers, we like to use the word price reduced. When we're talking to sellers, price adjusted. So we'll dive into that and a whole bunch of other stuff on the podcast today. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with eXp Realty here in San Diego. My name is Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group in San Diego. And the goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you have questions, you want to have us answer, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. Ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our referral network for everybody leaving California, get dialed in with our um, email newsletter and on our private Facebook group where we share a lot of tips and tricks of what we're working on internally on the team. And you can get dialed in with all the events and courses that we have coming up. All right, Brian, so let's dive into this. So this actually came from an email, speaking about our email newsletter, you sent one out and then um, Danny Barker responded. Yeah. Um, he had a, wrote a whole e- long email, which you forwarded to me because you don't know how to read. <laughs> um, and I'm not gonna read it all now, but he basically said, um, there's a ton of overpriced listings on the market. Can we get some ideas on what to do with them? And so he told the story of a, a listing he had that he was able to finally get the price down and get a buyer to come up. and. But I think a lot of agents are experiencing this right now is maybe they messed up and they overpriced the home. Maybe the seller had unrealistic expectations and made them overprice the home. Um, But we're getting into this scenario where homes are priced more than what buyers are willing and maybe at this point able to buy them at. So how do we still complete transactions without ruining our brand with our seller or with other agents? For sure. So here's this is fun. I just shot uh, my latest market update video, which was like 10 minutes, which is not how long a market update video is supposed to be. <laughs> I was wondering why it was taking so long. <laughs> yeah, it went real long because I started geeking out. You know, <laughs> I get into charts and graphs. I get all excited. Um, but it's funny because there are still realtors out there who are being lied to or are just ignorant to the fact of what's happening in the market because you could look at data that says here in San Diego, values are up 4% year over year. That's not wrong. I would say that's a true stat, isn't it? That is true, but it's extremely misleading. Mm -hmm. It's a horribly misleading piece of data because home values are also down 12% since April. So So they went up a lot and then came down a little bit less. Yes. So, (laughs) right. Neither one of those stats is wrong. But if all you're looking at is what happened with values year over year, you are going to overprice your freaking property because you are still going to be like, oh, well, values are up. Well, well, values are up 4% from last year. So if you comped it out based on last year's prices and upped it 4%, would that, does that work? It could. It could. It could. But that's a weird way to do comps. Yeah, you would not, you don't want to look at a comp from 12 months ago in this market. That's a bad idea. That's how you overprice your property. Um, So 
that's important though because there's people be like oh values are still up year over year like i've literally seen people post on social media values aren't declining they're decelerating like you're a dumbass they are declining if the value is lower today than it was yesterday that is called declining decelerating is if values were going up one percent a month and they're now going up a half percent a month that is called deceleration but if the value was one dollar a month ago and it's 50 cents today, that is called a decline. It just, I, correct, but it just depends where they pull, how they pull, long they pull their stats and what they're doing. If they're doing year over year, correct, it's well, this decelerating. Is, this is why we have so many overpriced listings, is people yes. are stupid. And <laughs> I'm trying to give them the benefit are, of the doubt. I like being no. lied to or ignorant <laughs> about what's happening in the market. The market's going down, people. Accept it. It's going down, and you need to price a freaking listing in a down market. And the, the, the good thing for us, the bad thing for a lot of people is, a lot of people have never been through a down market. They don't know what to do. A lot of people are panicking right now. They have no idea how to price a home. So we did an entire video on how to price a home. Um, we'll make sure if you are, uh, hopefully, we'll just go watch this on YouTube. That's where we really want you to watch this stuff anyway. So go to the YouTube video of this podcast, and we'll put a link to that previous video. Um, and if you are watching the live stream of this in the Be Different Mastermind Facebook group, we'll throw a link in there as well on how to price the listing. But I think the goal today, Brian, is what to do after you price a listing and it still doesn't sell. Yeah. So let's assume you either didn't watch that video or Yet. you watched it and didn't listen to the advice in that video or you still did that and it still just didn't sell. That's what we're working on today, correct? Yep. All right. So you want to hit the buyer side or sell? We're going to hit sell side first. Yeah, let's hit sell side because that's, I think, most common of what yeah. we're talking about. But I thought the buyer side would be a fun bonus. Yeah. Okay, so if you have a listing that you put on the market and it does not sell, um, hopefully you did some proper expectation setting at the original listing appointment because your life will be a whole lot easier if you did that. Um, when I talk about expectation settings, there's two scripts that I like to use. I literally went on an appointment today, um, use the exact scripts. This is what I tell a seller in today's market. I literally said it this morning. Once we put the home on the market, we're looking to see a minimum of two showings per week. If at any point we go two consecutive weeks where we don't see two plus showings, that's the market letting us know the price is not attractive enough to get buyers to come see the home. And of course we know your home's amazing. Everybody love, is gonna fall in love with your home the second they walk in the door. But if we can't get them in the door, they can't fall in love with it, your home's not gonna sell. So we're looking to see a minimum of two showings per week. If we don't see that, Two consecutive weeks we need to adjust the price to make it more attractive to get the buyers in here so they'll fall in love with your home additionally we're looking to see an offer within eight showings if we don't see an offer within eight showings that's the market letting us know the price is attractive enough to get to buyers to come see the home but once the buyers see it they're not falling in love with it and therefore we need to look at the feedback of why are they not falling in love with the home is it something that we can improve paint, carpet, furniture, layout, odors, things like that, things that we have control over that we can improve, then we improve them. But if they're things that we have no control over and we can't improve, like backing up to a freeway, cemetery, industrial, stuff like that, then we have to improve the price. So if you have those two conversations up front, once you have a listing that's overpriced, it becomes very easy because two weeks in, and now I do this one week in, I send an update to the seller and I say, hey, just as a heads up, we talked about we're looking to see two showings per week. We're a full week on the market. We had zero showings. 
We don't need to do anything right now. It could just be a fluky week, a holiday or something. But if we see the same activity this upcoming week, then we need to make an adjustment per our previous conversation. And then week two hits. All right. Hey, Brian, it's been two weeks. We've only had one showing per our conversation. It's time to make an adjustment. And here's what I recommend we adjust it to. The only thing I like that I'm like adding to your script that you use all the time. The only thing that I would like to add to that is when you have that conversation the first week of, you know, this is what's happening. If it doesn't have, if, if we don't, if it happens again, we're going to need to reduce the price. I think bullet pointing out, this is what I'm doing to get people to your house. Yeah. And I know you have that in a different section, but that they don't have the context. Yeah. Um, not like, well, I put it on the MLS and people aren't seeing like, Hey, we're okay. still running ads. We're still doing this. We're still doing this. We're still running the open house, but yeah. So just to add some color to this, and if you guys want a copy of this, I might regret this one. I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of requests. <laughs> um, if you want a copy of the actual update we send to our sellers, um, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kyle Whistle, and I will send you literally the exact update that we send to clients because it has what is the original price, what is the current price, how many days have we been on the market, um, what are the comps in the area, what's happening with showing stats in the area, and what's happening with market stats in the area. Then there's a second section that goes over how many showings have we had, how many open houses have we done, positive feedback, negative feedback, and then a link to the marketing. So all of that is in an email. And then, and that's all put together by my listing management team. And then I add a video to layer on top of that because some people don't understand the data or they just don't like to look at data, but they'd rather hear what I have to say. So then I'd say, hey, here's all the data. Here's what I recommend we do. And that comes in the form of a video. Cool. So if you want to copy that at Kyle Whistle on Instagram. I think, <laughs> I think you're going to get a Yeah, it's going to be ugly. It's fine. It's fine for you. I'm, Anyways. I'm at a point I think somebody needs to take over my Instagram, <laughs> my DMs. <laughs> I put a post up this morning and oh my gosh, it was it was overwhelming. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, okay. So you have, you've have you already had that conversation. Yep. Um, so you have the conversation again each week with the sellers. Yes. Do they just say, sure, let's do it. Like, so what happens when I send this video with the data? Um, this is what my buddy Chase Mayer is the first person I heard say this. I don't know if he copied it, but he's the first one I said it, so I give him credit for it. A two-minute offense prevents a 20-minute defense. A two-minute offense prevents a 20-minute defense. So this little two-minute video that I layer on top of the data, interpreting the data and then making my recommendation saves me a lot of defense because in my experience anytime you have a conversation with a seller you tell them you need to adjust the price very rarely does a seller just say okay kyle go ahead and do it yeah no. that's <laughs> it's depending on the seller it could be anywhere from like oh man i struggle they get emotional um or they get upset are you stupid are you even doing anything like i mean i've had crazy clients like oh it's it's because you told us to take our 200 crosses down from all over the home and, and now the home doesn't have a personality. Oh, that's that's what's not selling the home. That's why zero people have come to look at the home because it, we took like, the crosses down. Just come on, guys. <laughs> like, come on. Mm. All right. So you just end up in these conversations. They get upset. They get sad. They, they go through this. There's like a grieving process. There's mm -hmm. a chart. I don't remember all the the phases of grief. There's but denial in there. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Denial is usually the immediate one. Um, so 
that's what happens if I call a seller and have that conversation or I sit down face to face. But by sending the video, they still go through the range of emotions, just not with me. <laughs> they go through <laughs> it internally. So I'm giving them all the data they need and then let them process it. And I make the recommendation, I think we should adjust the price to X. And a lot of times I wake up in the morning and I get a re- reply, go ahead and adjust the price. But that rarely happens in a face-to-face conversation yeah. or over a phone call. So that is huge in allowing somebody to go through the grieving process that they need to. And now we talked a little bit about this last podcast we did about how to price listing, but let's talk about it here as well. Um, how much do you decrease it? A dollar is not going to do it. $15, like a thousand. And, and let's not do dollar numbers. Let's do percentages because yeah. it's different, right? Right. It's, it's more relative that way. Um, I think it's going to depend a lot on the activity. So, there's an agent in our office who priced a, a property and we all knew it was priced on the higher side and two weeks on the market, zero showings. If you have zero showings the first two weeks on the market, you didn't just miss by a little, you missed by a lot. Yeah. So I would say you're probably need to adjust five to 10%. If you, if you miss the mark that bad that you can't get a single showing in the first two weeks on the market, you're probably in the five to 10% range. If you're getting the showings like we talked about, you're getting a couple showings per week. Um, if you're getting that, you're fine on price. But if you're if you're not, maybe two weeks on the market, you've had a couple showings. Um, that's pretty low still, even in this market. Um, you're probably five percent or less off. And then the other side of it, if you're getting the showings, you're just not getting the offers. That that just depends on what it is. Okay. Um, so I would say you know on the high end, ten percent. That's if you've literally just had a ghost town, no calls, no emails, like no leads, no nothing, no showings, then you're probably five to 10%. But if you're getting some activity, but just really, really light, 5% or less. Okay. But you gotta make bigger moves right now. Like making an adjustment of a percent, like that's not gonna move the needle right now. Um, I think, you know, values are declining. What did we just say? 12% in six months. So we've on average declined 2% a month. That's how much we're declining right now. So if you don't sell your property, it takes 30 more days to sell. Guess what happened to your value? It dropped. Let's just assume we continue on this trajectory. The value is going to be 2% lower a month from now. So let's get ahead of the market and make a bigger adjustment to minimize that loss. Now, now I think we'll, my personal opinion is values will start to stabilize in Q1 and we'll start to pick back up in Q2, maybe Q3. Um, but for the foreseeable future, Values are going to continue to go down one to two percent a month, at least here in San Diego. And now, a lot of people have to use this in talking to your sellers. Yeah, this is an important part of the conversation. Your seller, you you need to incorporate this into the conversation, which we haven't had to do for a long time, but you do now. You've got to tell the seller, hey, if we don't, then this is what's going to happen, because they need to hear that, right? They're not thinking about that. All they're thinking about is like, well, if I got to drop from a million to nine fifty, like I'm giving up fifty thousand. No, you're not, because it was never worth a million dollars. Get that shit out of your head. If it was worth a million dollars, it would have sold for a million dollars. It was never worth a million. The The list price is not what your home is worth. That is just the number that we agreed to put it on the market at. We tried that shit. It didn't work. So don't tell me you gave up 50 grand. No, nobody gives a fuck about what you had it listed at originally. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter to anybody but you. That's a story you're telling yourself. That's not a story a buyer is buying into. It wasn't worth a million. If it was, they would have offered a million. So now we're just trying to find what it is worth. When you drop it, do you add, do you um, use a range? 
I'm personally not a fan of using uh, range pricing or variable value range pricing, whatever the proper term for the V is. Um, I don't like it. The primary reason is 90% of websites on earth don't recognize ranges. They solely recognize the top of the range. So um, for that reason, I'm not a fan. Cool. Yeah, I've never been a fan. Yeah. Um, one other point I want to make on this is that if you're working with a seller, now this will happen, right? You have a seller, you're dead set. This thing needs to be listed at a million bucks. But you got a seller's like, one, one, or I'm not listing with you. I got another interview coming in an hour. If you won't list it at one, one, I'm going to talk to another agent. If you take it at one, one, it's yours. Right? That's a dilemma that we get put into sometimes. So what do you do? One, you try to help reason with a seller, right? Let's, let's talk through this. Let's understand. Let's assume you've done everything in your power and it is to the point one, one, or you're not getting the listing. I'm taking the fucking listing. I'm not walking away from the listing when we're 10% off. But here's what I'll tell the seller. Hey, Brian, I'm willing to commit 110% and invest, which we invest on average 1% of the commission into the marketing of your home. So at your price point, I'm investing about $10,000 into the marketing of your home to get it sold for you. So I'm willing to invest my $10,000 to market your home to help you get it sold at the 1.1 million. Here's what I ask of you in return. I ask that if in two weeks, we do not have an offer on this home, that we're going to adjust the price to a million fifty. And if we go another two weeks and we don't have any offers on the home, we're going to adjust it to the million that I wanted in the first place. Are you comfortable with this? Is this a fair exchange of value? Because I'm investing $10,000 of my money into this thing. And I want to get it sold for one one. Because if I do, guess what? Bob across the street's calling me and Sarah, you know, a block away is calling me too. So I want to get it sold for the highest price possible. Believe me, we're on the same page and I make more money the more I sell it for. So I'm on the same page as you, but if it doesn't sell, we need to make the adjustment. And then the key in this scenario is it's not, Brian, we're going to have a conversation in two weeks. We're putting that shit in writing in the freaking listing agreement. Mm. I'm not going to come two weeks later and be like, all right, hey, Brian, per, you know, remember we talked two weeks, we're going to adjust the price. Um, I'll, I'll send over the, the paperwork and then you're like, yeah, let's, let's give it like two more weeks, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it, uh, there was a cloud in the sky this week and there so, was, yeah. yeah. And then it, like it got a little windy. Um, so I think the buyers just, you know, they didn't see it this week. So let, let's give it a couple more weeks and then a couple more weeks and a couple more weeks. And before you know it, six months have gone by and they haven't moved the freaking price from $1. So yeah. I'll That'd take that. <laughs> I'll take it overpriced, but I want the price adjustments in writing in the original agreement. Two weeks in, that shit's going down 5%. Two more weeks going down another 5%. So I'll take it, but I want that in writing up front because I am legitimately investing a significant amount of money to, to market the home. I like that. That was really good. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, anything else on sellers before we switch over to buyers for a couple minutes? I think those are two really good points. Yeah, I thought that was solid. All right, so now let's, let's flip gears here. Yeah. You're representing a buyer. They want to buy that house that's listed for one one. No comps support it. You know they won't get a loan on it. They know it won't appraise for it. How do you tell the seller, the listing agent, hey, we want it, but but don't come in as a dick and say it's only worth nine eighty. Well, I'm not afraid to offend anybody in this market. <laughs> so I was I'm like, sure you're this stupid. is gonna come back to haunt me because one of you is gonna submit an offer on one of our listings and be like, you said, don't be afraid to offend people. Don't. You, you honestly shouldn't be in this market. 
Um, what you think is an offensive offer is actually a pretty reasonable offer more often than not right now. So don't be afraid to write the low offer. You don't know. I mean, anybody who's selling right now, let's be very real. Anybody who's selling right now probably has to sell because you're not selling to move up right now for fun. Like you're not selling for a million at a 3% rate and buying for 2 million at a 7% rate. Your mortgage is triple. Like yeah. you're not doing that. So we got to be very realistic and understand anybody who's selling right now is selling because they, they need to, they are running away from pain or running toward pleasure, right? They're trying to move for a very specific reason, not just for fun. Nobody's moving for fun. This is not a for fun listing market. This is, I need to move. So understand that the seller needs to move for one reason or another job relocation, get need to get closer to family. Doesn't like the political climate, whatever the case may be. People are very motivated to move that have actually put pen to paper and put their home on the freaking market. So don't be afraid to come in with a lower number. They want to move. They probably have to move. So you don't be afraid to offend them. Now, here's what's important is from the agent perspective, if I feel that you're offending me, that's not good, right? So if, if I'm writing the offer, I'm not going to come at you hard and, and say that to you. Even though I am, I'm just going to blame that shit on the buyer. So I need to come at you and say, hey, Brian, you know, I. You're the buyer's agent. I'm the listing agent. Yeah, you're the listing agent. Hey, Brian, you know, I, I met with the Smith family. You know, we looked at the home over the weekend. You know, they've thought long and hard about it. Um, you know, we're putting an offer in. I wanted to give you a courtesy heads up before I submit it that we're coming in. I know you guys are listed at a million one. We're going to be coming in at 950. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure on the surface, like, fuck that, dead on arrival. I understand, Brian, but. That's what the Smiths want to offer. You know, they've got family that's in the financial space. This is the number they're telling them to come in at. So don't shoot the messenger. You know, I had a conversation with them about the market and rates and things are going to get better. But this is the number that they're coming in at. So just understand I'm doing my job. I'm representing my clients. Got to submit this offer to you. And, and hey, if it doesn't work, totally understand. But this is the number that they're coming in at. Can we get a deal done? So I'm going to put the blame on them because I need to maintain my relationship with you you can be mad at one of us, but if you're mad at both of us, it's really hard to win. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if I can um, give some empathy, right? And you're mm -hmm. like, ah, you've had those clients too, right, Brian? Like, this, mm -hmm. <laughs> we've both been there. You know, we got to do what we got to do. So if I can make sure that you are on my side, you can just be mad at my client all you want. I'm okay with that. But I just want to be on, I want you and me to be on the same team. Because at the end of the day, you don't get paid to take a listing. And not every listing sells in this market. It's not six months ago, a lot of listings are not going to sell. They're going to expire. And that 1% that you invested, you're going to lose that shit if it doesn't sell. So, right. We're on the same team here. We both want to sell this thing. We both want to get paid, but you know, this is the number that they're coming in at. Can we at least get a counter, right? Like I'm going to just try to, to make sure you feel like I'm on your team. That's so my most important thing. Some things you said that were very obvious. One, um, the script, I absolutely love it. Um, two, reaching out ahead of time. That's a, just a courtesy thing too. If you're ever going to write an offer that's like extremely low or you're going to make an extremely high request for repairs, like call. That's a professional courtesy. Don't just blindly send like a $60,000 request for repairs like with no heads up. That's well, crazy. And, and you said it again. I want to make sure that we don't gloss over this, um, but call. This isn't, you don't do this in a text. You don't do this in the email. You don't ghost them and just send it, right? You call them ahead of time. You have a conversation. Um, it's, it's a real conversation, not just a sent in an offer, smiley face, thumbs up. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. Um, anything else on, on the buyer side? Um, I would say 
if you do write the offer and it does just get rejected, it's dead on arrival, resubmit that shit in a week. And then hmm. resubmit it again in another week. Because what's... Just For like, the same price. Whatever price you see is fair. Because so, here's so what I see I, I know you. You know where I'm going with I this. know where you're going There's, <laughs> In this market... Right. Now, we say this about leads, right? Like a no is not a no. It's just a not yet. Uh-huh. And a lot of times it's the same case on these offers. But here's what you got to understand. If, if you got a listing at 1-1, I write you an offer at 950, and you tell me to like pound sand, and then you call me two, three, four weeks later, it's probably not 950 anymore. <laughs> just saying. See, knowing Kyle, I can see you doing a 950 offer, two weeks later, a 940 offer, Two weeks later, 900 offer, just just dropping it. Yeah, so we've done something. We call it like an exploding offer to where it literally has a time um, a time clock on it or shot clock on it. And if they don't take it by a certain date, it goes to a lower number. So we'll say, hey, this is the number if you guys accept it by Sunday at midnight. But if you don't, on Monday, it's dropping from 950 to 925. And you, I know this is kind of a sidebar, but... You don't give them 12 hours or six hours to do that. You usually give them a couple days? No, 24 hours or less. Oh. It's got to be 20, quick. Okay. Got to be quick. Good to know. Yeah. Cool. That one's a, that's a good little nugget that snuck in there. Yeah. That's fun. Cool. All right. Anything else? You, so dropping prices, setting expectations. Um, I like the part about getting it in writing. I really love that about dropping the price every two weeks. Your script about the two showings per week and the eight showings for an offer is yeah, and adapt you, that, right? I love if, it. if it's a $50 million listing, maybe your numbers are different. Correct. But if it's a $100,000 home in you know, a hot neighborhood, you're going to adjust those numbers. I'm mm-hmm. just giving you what we're using right now for a median price home. Um, and then having a call with the on the buyer's side, having a call with the listing agent, blaming your clients uh, tactfully to, yeah. to maintain that relationship. Yep. Um, I love it. Cool. You're so excited you're throwing pens. Yeah, but it didn't <laughs> drop, so the podcast people can't hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive in. I, I think we're, I know we changed our format around a little bit, so let's just dive straight into our whistle widget of the week, something we use in the business, saves us time, makes us more money, or just tells us to have more fun. So what do you got for me, Brian? So my w- widget, we uh, have been spending the last couple of weeks planning out our new podcast studio, um, and podcast slash green screen slash headshot. It's going to be a multi-purpose studio. My widget this week is a pretty cool light that we're getting. It's called the Nanlite, N-A-N-L-I-T-E, Forza 60C RGB LAC. Okay, that's <laughs> that's gnarly. The cool thing about this light is um, it's RGB, but it's a, a um, not a strobe. No, this is the the it's it's a it's a regular. Oh man, I'm struggling with this one. Um, it's a light like a normal light, right? Like uh, for your studio lights, but it has different colors that you can change in it. So we're going to use this as our background light to change um, for splash colors, for put different colors behind people talking, um, use it for a hair light, for headshots, use it for a lot of things, but it's small, lightweight, portable. Um, you still have to plug it in, but it has the ability to change colors without getting um, gels or different things on it it's pretty neat i'm excited for it cool Um, that was a struggle oh yeah just buy it and then don't listen to this yeah it doesn't even matter what i say right now because they probably clicked off yeah that's why i go first (laughs) (laughs) they gotta they gotta get through me to listen to yours yeah um the one that i'll use uh this is a service i've used for a long time that is a really easy way to get uh physical cards out to people um 
because I feel like it's a lost art. And it's funny because, like, I just had a birthday. I think I got, like, one card in the mail. Like, you don't get a lot of physical mail anymore. Like, it's literally a lost art. You might get... I literally took my birthday off of all social media because yeah. I got sick of all the messages. Well, and also, you, you moved fairly recently. I'm doubting you sent out letters with your new address. But yeah, even the old address. Yeah. You, you get a decent amount for holiday cards, but you don't really get, like, birthday cards, anniversary cards. It's pretty rare. You just get the Christmas card, and that's really more egotistical people wanting to send you a picture of their family it's not about you it's about them like mm-hmm. let's be very real that's what holiday photos are it's about you not it's about the old school facebook <laughs> yeah so um i'm a big fan of sending physical cards and so we use a service called send out cards um and it's a really easy way to just send greeting cards out to people birthday cards christmas cards like all that stuff um you can do it on web you can do it app based you can build campaigns so you could just like we have one that goes out whenever we close we have like a card that goes out immediately after, a month after, a few months after. It's just a really easy way to get greeting cards out to people. And you can even like put photos in there. Um, our buddy Anthony Andre, title rep up in uh, Riverside, sends out these cards where he like takes pictures off of social media profile, puts them onto a card and sends you like a happy Father's Day card. And it's all pictures of me and my daughter, like super cool. So send out cards is a, a really cool solution. And it's really reasonable. Yeah, right? I mean, they've changed their model okay. so many times. There's an MLM component to it now. <laughs> like, I don't even understand how it all works. So give me uh, your link. <laughs> but yeah, I have a link. Like, if you want my link, you can DM me at Cut Whistle. I'll have you. I don't even understand the multi-level marketing component of it. There is one, but it's cheap. It's I mean, it's less than far less than what you would pay if you bought a card at uh, Walgreens. I It's nuts. I hate cards. I don't do yeah. cards on anything because they're $5. But yeah, but it's a nice touch and it's, it's cheap. So cool. send out cards. Cool. That's what I got for you guys. Well, hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today. If you did, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Let YouTube know you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want more of our content, hit the subscribe button, the little notification bell. If you're listening on the podcast platform, hook us up with a review. Those go a really, really long way to help grow the uh, audience on the show. With that said, I'm Kyle Whistle, EXP Realty. I'm Brian Kochi. See you guys next week.